Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Coming up on the news. As Trump shrugs off trade war concerns, China warns of market chaos. Greta Thunberg says world leaders must prove they've listened to climate activists. And as UK-EU relations cool, the battle looms to stop a no-deal Brexit. It's Tuesday, August 6. I'm Anthony Davis. Donald Trump today dismissed concerns over a protracted trade war with China as Beijing warned that Washington's decision to label it a currency manipulator would lead to chaos in financial markets. Trump, who announced last week he would slap a 10% tariff on Chinese imports starting September 1st, claimed investment was pouring into the US economy, despite no hard evidence. He also pledged to stand with American farmers in the face of Chinese retaliation. China has halted U.S. agricultural purchases and raise the spectre of additional tariffs on U.S. farm products. Dismissing the dangers that a trade war poses to the economy, Trump insisted on getting his way. He did the same thing again after the Chinese central bank allowed the value of the yen to drop sharply against the dollar on Monday. Although the Treasury Department formally made the decision to designate China as a currency manipulator, few can doubt that Trump was the instigator. In a series of tweets posted hours before the official announcement, Trump noted that the value of the yen had fallen, accused the Chinese government of manipulating its currency for a long time and declared, not anymore. Wall Street notched its worst day of 2019 yesterday, though major US stock indices were trading higher today. China's central bank said that Washington's currency move would severely damage international financial order and cause chaos in financial markets while preventing a global economic recovery. World leaders must prove they have listened to young climate activists after a year of protests that has not led to any progress in the reduction of greenhouse emissions, leading activist Greta Thunberg has said. Some 450 activists from 38 European countries brought their hashtag Fridays for Future movement to the Swiss city of Lusane, calling for swift action to reduce emissions including carbon dioxide linked to global warming, especially in Europe. During this last year, lots of things have happened. Then, of course, the global emissions haven't gone down. So we're still back on square one, Thunberg told a news conference. So, of course, we will need to do so much more. We're still only scratching the surface, the 16-year-old said. Global warming caused by heat-trapping greenhouse gases from burning fossil fuels has already led to droughts and heat waves, melting glaciers, rising sea levels and floods, scientists say. 
Carbon emissions hit a record high last year, despite a warning from the UN-backed Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change in October that output of the gases will have to be slashed over the next 12 years to stabilise the climate. Activists urged the European Union to adopt more ambitious climate goals in line with the Paris Agreement by reducing its greenhouse gas emissions by 80% by 2030 and aiming to reach net zero by 2035. Britain's Prime Minister says the UK is leaving the European Union in less than 90 days, either with a divorce deal or, as it seems increasingly likely, without one. With Britain and the bloc each accusing each other of torpedoing an agreement, pro-EU British politicians are gearing up for a last-ditch effort to prevent a no-deal Brexit, despite being on their summer holidays. Johnson has held no talks with EU leaders and has made demands the bloc is almost certain to reject. Britain insists the EU must reopen the withdrawal agreement and remove an Irish border provision that is opposed by Brexit-backing British MPs. The EU says it will not renegotiate the deal. EU Commission spokeswoman Annika Breithart said the bloc's door was open should the United Kingdom wish to hold talks and clarify its position in more detail. Many economists say a no-deal Brexit will trigger a recession and cause economic mayhem with shortages of fresh food and other goods likely as customs checks snarl Britain's ports. Pro-EU members of Parliament are vowing to put up a fight once Parliament returns from its summer break on September 3rd. They have two possible strategies, pass a law ruling out a no-deal Brexit or topple the government and replace it with a new one that will abandon Johnson's intransigent approach. A no-confidence in the government vote has a good chance of success since Johnson's Conservatives have a working majority of just one and some Conservative MPs are deeply opposed to a no-deal Brexit. If the government lost, it would have 14 days to overturn the result by winning a new vote. If it could not, an election would be held. But the Fixed-Term Parliaments Act, an election-regulating law introduced in 2011, leaves questions about what happens during that crucial 14 days. Conservative MP Dominic Grieve said that the idea that if you lose a vote of no confidence, you will simply sit it out and barricade yourself in Downing Street was simply breathtaking, stupid, infantile and won't work. The other way Parliament can stop a no-deal departure is by passing a law either cancelling Brexit by revoking Article 50 or ordering the government to ask the EU for another delay. You can subscribe to The News with your favourite podcast app or ask your smart speaker to play The News with Anthony Davis podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The News underscore podcast. The News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering honest, verified and truthful world news daily. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, Shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. 
You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.